0: welcome to the 24th episode of the wire to wire podcast today i'm joined by a familiar voice zazu now we have another special episode for you guys today so without further ado let's just get right to it yo my guy zazu how you doing bro what's
1: going on buddy i'm blessed i'm blessed what's new with you man
0: same fight, different round, man. You know how Side, it is.
1: Be, be like that, man. It'd be like that.
0: Uh, but can't complain, though. Cannot complain.
1: Right, I feel you.
0: Yeah, uh, what about you? What's new with you?
1: Not much, man. Just, yeah, with home. Put the kids to bed. Color of the night, you feel me? That's Do this podcast with you. That's the life, bro. You ready to just uh, jump right to it? Let's jump right to it, man. Let's get it. Let's get it. I'm, I'm game.
0: Yeah, so right now we're in July. So, the season is supposed to start at the end of the month on July 30th. Mm-hmm. But do you really believe that the NBA will come back?
1: Apparently, yeah. Like, it's set in stone, man. It's until they deliver, apparently.
0: Okay. So, why do you say that?
1: Uh, they, they, uh, the the players, um, players' agreement team and the – I think it's called the CBA – Okay. Uh, They've agreed with uh, the commissioner and, uh, and team owners and signed an agreement, official agreement, that it will – play will resume on the 30th. I believe it's the 30th. Yeah. Yeah, so. it, yeah, man. It's signed, sealed, and delivered. The only way I think play will not start is if, like, say – um, like superstars get coronavirus in the ball, bo- like it, it, then no play play won't start at all. But notice how like major superstars in in um in contending teams don't have coronavirus.
0: Either they're doing a good job of quarantining themselves, or <laughs>
1: they're not reporting something.
0: Uh, who knows, like. The thing is, as excited as I am for the season to begin, I'm really managing my expectations. Like, I'm not going to get myself overly excited. Too high. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm hoping for the best. But in the back of my mind, I'm I'm mentally prepared that I may never get to watch basketball for the rest of 2020.
1: Word. There's an article I, I'm meaning to read uh, that just came out not too long ago. It says, um, the new way of pro sports. Um, it sounds intriguing. I'm assuming it's it's gonna be like how our teams gonna adapt with with the coronavirus.
0: Which, which publication? It's is it? on
1: Bleacher Report. Uh, I'm what? pretty sure I saw on Bleacher. Report. I saw on Bleacher Report. It's, it's something I just gotta get my hand on. But I, I'm pretty sure it's gonna it's gonna speak on on how to move forward with uh, the whole coronavirus thing and and how wh- whether or not like you see teams in in bubbles going forward. Like how is how is the NBA gonna play next year? You think they're gonna still continue to fly and and, and have it normally or are they all gonna be in a bubble if they don't find find the vaccine?
0: Well here's my thing with this virus, right? Yeah. It's a real thing. I'm not one of those like conspiracy guys that's gonna say the virus doesn't exist. Right I think I think it's a real thing. I just, I don't know if it's more so a case of the media over-exaggerating its effects and making it to be more worse than it really is. Right. Because, okay, they're telling us this virus is so bad that we had, to, we had to lock ourselves inside our homes and everything had to shut down, right?
1: Exactly.
0: But then as soon as the protesting happened, what happened to all the social distancing? What happened to all the protocols that they put in place? It's like it went out the window. So
1: Right, right, right.
0: So that part kind of confused me, but I think this is just one of those viruses like it's not going anywhere. Probably. Mm-hmm. I don't it's probably not going to go anywhere. So it's one of those things mm-hmm. we're just going to have to learn to live with, right? Right. So I don't know how effective it's going to be putting players in bubbles for a long period of time and telling them to play here. Like I don't see
1: I like, I don't that's what I'm saying, like what is pro sports going to look like in the future? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if we don't find this vaccine anytime soon, what's the NBA going to look like next year, right? It was yeah. easy for them to come up with a bubble idea uh, because they already played, like, a third of the season. But what is it all going to look like now?
0: Well, pro sports even exist. <laughs> Who knows? This That's thing, a crazy thing, man. Huh? It, cha- it changed a lot of industries, man. A lot. But the reason why I'm even a little bit skeptical about it coming back Ever since June 23rd, so that's been a little bit over a week, right. there's already been 25 out of 351 players that tested positive. So right now that number is about seven, seven 7.1% to be exact, right? Mm-hmm. So if the season starts on July 30th, so that means that these 25 players, it's not, cle- it's not clear whether or not they're actually going to be going to the bubble, but they're going to need time to recover, which might take time, Right. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to have to rejoin their team. But then what happens if there is an outbreak that happens in the bubble?
1: That's the thing, man. I feel like that's, like I said, I've been saying that might be the only team that will, like, su- suspend everything. You feel me?
0: Yeah, because I think if there's an outbreak that happens, then he's just going to have to, like the commissioner, he's going to have to call off the season entirely.
1: I definitely agree. And then and then, how they press forward next year? How do you convince the players to come back next year? Or going forward? Until there's a vaccine found.
0: Yeah, well, what I think is going to happen, personally, um, because they're due for a collective bargaining agreement, right? Yeah. So, the owners, for sure, are going to want to opt out of this collective bargaining agreement. Like, there's no way.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: They're going to keep it in place.
1: Sure. <laughs> there's,
0: like... So my personal belief is, if it keeps going the way that it's going, and they're not gonna like they're not gonna play at all, you you you're not playing. You have no league. So there goes all your TV deals. There goes all the revenue that comes from like, you know, selling merchandise and tickets and all of that, right? Right. So player salaries are gonna drop dramatically. <laughs> like they're not gonna be getting money like they were getting in the past eight years. Yeah i think, right. I think I think those days are done,
1: crazy, man.
0: If the league ever comes back, which like I said, July thirtieth, we'll see what happens right right like i I know on paper on paper, it's meant to come back. I've seen pictures today of them installing like the uh the team logo on the hardwood floor in Orlando,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so they're getting things going, but if they can't if they cannot get this thing to run smoothly and it ends up you know, an outbreak ends up happening, then...
1: I, should we continue? We should, we should speak... We should talk about how this virus fully affects people so far. Because we don't really know, or I should say to, to those who are conspiracy theorists, they haven't released fully <laughs> the effects and the long-term effects of this COVID nineteen.
0: To me, it just sounds like and I don't want to sound insensitive because I know like I know there's a lot of people that lost their lives due to it, right? Right. And it's a very right. and there's people whose lives have been affected by it. So I don't wanna sound like I'm being dismissive of it.
1: Yeah insensitive.
0: And insensitive, yeah. But from stuff that I've read, to be honest, it just sounds like it's the flu on steroids. Like it has like the recovery rate is in the high nine is in the high nineties. Right. So I still don't really fully understand what this thing exactly is like. Does it only affect people that have pre existing conditions? Does it so is this something that
1: so those who affects like the elderly? Have, Yeah, the elderly is definitely over sixty. It, it, your chance of making it is so low. And if you have a health condition, mm-hmm. your your chances are extremely lower. And that's 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 why the recovery rate is high. Because there's... I want to say that if you look at the age range from 60 to 80, the rest are younger people who will definitely recover from it, right? And the crazy thing is, like, if we look at Rudy Gobert, he says he hasn't gotten back his sense of smell. and It's been three months since he had it. Who's to say that, like... You're not fatigued when you're playing basketball. I mean, and you had it. Mm-hmm. Who's to say you you won't lose sense of sight, or because there seems to be a lingering condition after you have COVID nineteen. That's that right there alone is a cause for concern.
0: Yeah. Well. Right. I mean, yeah. And it's interesting you brought up the Gobert because I read that article you're talking about that he still hasn't fully gotten back his uh, his sense. Right. The sense of taste, yeah. was it? so my, that's what said, I'm saying. So, taste what was it? And, taste and smell, taste and smell, right? Yeah, so yeah, the taste
1: just came back slowly.
0: Yeah, so my thing is okay, so you see, and this guy was one of the first to get it back in March, right? Yep, so for the players in the past, what do you want to say, 10 days that you, tested positive, yeah. are they going to be ready to go back for July 30th? And we don't know who these 25 players are. So we don't know if they're superstars. We don't know if they're just role players. We don't even know Mm -hmm. whether or not they actually plan on going to the bubble. Right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. assuming that they plan on going, because I was also reading uh, three players on the Pelicans tested positive. Mm -hmm. So if they actually end up going to Orlando. So if they actually end up going to Orlando. Right. Will they be ready to go in time? And if so, are they not risking then having an outbreak happen
1: there? That's the thing, man. That, that's the only thing you don't know, yeah, right? So, like,
0: yeah, like that's why even though they're saying that the NBA is coming back and they said they put the pen to the paper, they have the plan in place, like you said, signed, sealed, and delivered. Mm. I'm still, I'm still skeptical until I see that first game on July thirtieth. That basketball touching the court. <laughs> in in, in my mind in my mind I'm like okay this thing is not there's no basketball for the rest of 2020 until I see that happen so I'm I'm hoping for the best but I'm expecting to not see basketball for the rest of 2020
1: right 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 so you're just gonna wait for the first whistle and the tip off yes (laughs) tell me so but you are excited for that first whistle first tip off yes Okay. But yeah, there but, it I'm, but
0: but I'm not holding my breath for it though. That, that's that's the thing. I'm not. I'm not gonna hold my breath, and I'm not gonna like get. Over, like I'm not gonna count down the days or hold my breath. Like when it happens, it happens.
1: Or right, 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 right.
0: But until that time, I'm just operating under the belief that we probably won't see basketball for the rest of the year.
1: Mm, I feel you. But well, I I I, I do. Silver did did uh. Come out with a statement saying that it they, they, it is a go ahead, pretty much, right? They, no matter what, how bad this virus gets, they are going to continue to try to get <laughs> get the game going, bro. They want their money, man. Look what Fairvan Fleet said. He's like, we, we know we shouldn't be playing. Yeah. We know we shouldn't be playing, but you know, I know. we're playing least
0: Hold, on, I want to share this in real time, okay? This is just something that came out about 20 minutes ago. This is from uh Adrian Wadnarowski. All right, so he, he just tweeted this so after a positive test for the coronavirus in the Los Angeles Clippers traveling party headed to Orlando next <laughs> week, the organization closed its practice facility to players and staff as a precaution today.
1: Oh so you're gonna be seeing a lot of that so that's what
0: i'm saying so and this per okay so this says traveling parties we don't know if it's a member of the team it sounds like a staff member for the organization could be a trainer or something right but they're right. supposed to go down to orlando but this is what i'm saying if this stuff keeps popping up i don't see how it's gonna come back
1: uh it's tricky man it's very tricky it's a trick but it's uh I can see why you're definitely holding your breath yeah. there, buddy.
0: The thing with Adam Silver, the thing with him is he kind of set himself up as I'm I'm for the players, right? Right. But at the same time, you're commissioner of a league. So this league is a business. You also have, um, I guess, a responsibility to the owners and the board of governors as well to make money. Mm-hmm. So I think with him, right. I think there's, a, there's – I want to say most players want to come back because they want to earn a living
1: and earn the a owners, reason, they man. want to,
0: they want to recoup some of their money. Right. So I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to do this bubble idea because he's trying to please both sides. But if the external circumstances don't allow it, I don't like, I don't see how this is going to work.
1: They all know it's all about the money, man. They all know it's yeah. all about the money. Do you think they should play? I know we had that discussion a while ago, but do you, do you think that you play? Here's my thing, okay. So I think they should play, right? And I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna explain why I think they should, and this is not really a case of a shut up and dribble. This is what I think it boils down to. Mm-hmm. Since since the outbreak happened, you've had nurses on the front line, you've had doctors, you've had grocery store workers, front line employees who had to face this thing head on every single day, right? Right, right. Some of them worked for companies that maybe increased their minimum wage by a couple of dollars as a thank you to them.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: they're not nearly making the money these athletes are making, right? Right. So you're playing for a league. And if you look at the amenities that these guys are getting, it's crazy, bro. So Right. you're in a league. That's investing hundreds of millions of dollars to send you to a a secure bubble. Okay? All you get to do is you get to play the game that you love. Granted, you're going to be away from... You might be away from home for three months, assuming you even make it deep in the playoffs. If you don't make the playoffs, you're out of there after a couple of weeks, right? Right. So... It's a small sacrifice you're making. It's not like you're it's not like you're in the military getting sent all like halfway across the world away from your family. You're in a much more stable and safe environment than most than the nurses and frontline staff and people that have to face this thing head on, right? Right. So you're getting paid millions of dollars. All you have to do is just play basketball in a secure location for a, a couple of months. You, you got to play.
1: Do you remember what I was saying to you last did you hear um, the Maya Moore conversation? Okay. I was saying that like, you think the NBA players, like sh- the like pretty much what I'm saying is players who, who, you're saying the NBA players should play. I'm saying that like essentially the reason why, I guess going against what you were saying is that the NBA players are actually meant for entertainment, to attain the, entertain the masses yeah. and stuff like that. the nurses and doctors and those people who've been working are actually essential workers who aren't in the the media, who aren't, uh, you know, asked to go to work and work. Actors didn't work. A lot of people weren't working. It made sense that all entertainment industry was shut down. Now, granted, the acting industry is open back up and people are going back to performing and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, but pretty much, like, I, I'm saying that, like, the, I think the NBA players should be more like Maya Moore. She sat out to, to not play in the, in the, in the season, uh, to go for social justice for this gentleman who was falsely incarcerated. And so with that being done, with her, her platform, with her sitting out speaking more volume, then, you know, her sitting out spoke more volume, and this man became freed because of her, Yeah, you know? And so, and there's many more of this gentleman out there uh, who, you know, like are falsely incarcerated and her sitting out definitely definitely helped his cause. So the NBA players, I'm asking if the NBA players not sitting out, do you think it will distract from the social movement justice that they are pleading for?
0: I don't think it will. I, I personally don't think it will. I don't see how a couple of months of basketball will take away from the issue at hand. Because, like, I mean, we talked about this at, on the previous episode.
1: Yeah. Um, but the reason why I'm bringing it back up is because, now nah, this time we now see a more evident thing where Maya Moore sitting out to seek justice for one individual changed and impacted that one gentleman's life. That is facts. Yeah. That is what happened. The
0: thing is... Okay, the thing is, that was one individual person's case, right? I'm sure this person had a lawyer who was really fighting the battle for them. It's just Maya Moore used her power and her like used her influence to bring attention to the issue, right? And I'm sure she used it to like provide some kind of social pressure, right? Right. i um, yeah. So mm-hmm. the issue at hand right now, if I from my understanding, is that people want systemic and social change, right? Right. So that's going to take time. That's not something that's going to happen in the next 30 days. It's not going to happen in the next couple of months. It's not going to happen in the next 90 days. So I don't see how players not playing basketball is going to bring about that social change. Because like I said before, there's times in the 90s during the whole Rodney King when there was the protests and the rioting and all that stuff was going on. Michael Jordan was at the peak of his career. When the Trayvon Martin thing happened, when the Michael Brown thing happened, the NBA was still going on during that time, and it's not like anyone—it's yeah. not like anyone said, "Hey, you know what? Screw Trayvon Martin. I'd rather watch LeBron play." Like you can have two things going on at one time.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, but those things still going on. But at the end of the day, what change came about it though is the question. Like that this. Nothing really changed. That's the the reason why there's such a big uproar is that nothing has really changed. You feel me? But now Um, let's
0: get into why it hasn't changed. I don't think it hasn't changed because of the entertainment industry. I think it hasn't changed because I don't think people have taken the proper measures and channels to do what it actually takes to make a real change. When the George Floyd happened, I want to say, what, May 25th? right so it's been over a month and people are still protesting but what has come out of that protesting what have you done after and that's always been my point like what is the end game here
1: people are still protesting you feel me like they're
0: protesting but where is it leading to like what is the end game here like are you gonna you can only protest for so long until it's time to actually until it's time to actually do something tangible like you're protesting okay great but what comes next
1: yeah, like I said, nothing's gonna change unless mindset's change, You feel me? Um, nothing's gonna change until mindset starts changing. Yeah, like that's just the bottom line.
0: And I'm I'm a firm believer in this. Like people can say whatever they want. Like the last episode I did, I talked about that word "sellout," right? How people just yeah, yeah. How, how people just call anyone a sellout because they might say something that they don't necessarily agree with. So. I mean, no one has called me a sellout yet, but I imagine if I keep mentioning this at some point, eventually I will get called that. But I'm fine with that. The issue that we're facing is is a two frontier battle. Yes, there's an external systemic battle that needs to be addressed. The racism, the police brutality, the economic and systemic inequalities that exist. All those things are real. They need to be addressed, right? But... We also have to look internally as a community and see, okay, what can we do better or what could we do differently. There has to be a certain level of self-awareness that you have to look internally and say, okay, what can we do to also become better? Right. The issues that are happening externally, yes, that needs to that needs to be addressed, right? But mm-hmm. you're not you're not gonna protest your way to change. At some point you're gonna have to do something tangible. You're gonna need to have that's what
1: I'm saying, like if the n b a players actually sit out, that is something tangible you're hurting the 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 owner's pocket,
0: but you're hurting your own it's pocket not... too because you're not gonna get paid
1: yeah, that's true, so it's true but you, you can't have both right if you have both, then that's where you stand like like i'm like you know what I'm saying like you are gonna be hurting your pocket you are' hurting their yeah go ahead
0: but why don't they do something like
1: this, right, okay, Kyrie Irving. And I have
0: a lot of respect for Kyrie Irving. After he said that he wanted to start his own league, to me that showed me where his mindset is at and I respect him so much for saying it. I don't
1: right. think
0: I don't think he should have came out in public with it because, you know, obviously he got attacked for it because no one likes right. to, no one likes to see us owning shit. But I like that he put it out there. Right. But why don't these guys pull the resources together and start building a committee, a committee full of lawyers? You know, you want to have a team of lawyers, a team of researchers. You want to have people who are good with stats. You want to have people who do policy analysis, policy research, like build a team of these people, right? You have 50 states. You can build an organization, go into different states and have different people that fill this thing. And then you can review the laws from top to bottom, do research, see what laws are specifically hurting your people, come up with alternative solutions, draft proposals, and then you take this to Congress or you take this to your representative, whoever, and then now you have something tangible to bring with you. This is the kind of stuff that I'm saying. This is the kind of stuff that I'm saying for people to do. And this is what I mentioned in the last episode. Stop looking to corporations. Stop looking to all these different external factions that are just doing all these gestures to make it seem like they care. But all they're really trying to do is they're just trying to brand themselves as who can outwoke the other company. That's not going to help. What I'm suggesting right. is, what I'm suggesting is take tangible actions, do meaningful steps. Like you need to have pressure from above and pressure from below. So the protesting and all that stuff, that's pressure from below. That's going to make noise and bring awareness, but it's not going to be enough. You're going to need to have a team of lawyers, researchers, all these people are going to have to form a committee and it's going to have to be a, a nationwide committee. Right, And they're going to have to really and, extensively research this. And then they're going to have to present it to the representatives, like their state representatives to Congress and all that stuff. That's where the real change is going to happen.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, And uh, in addition to that, I think like if they follow through Kyrie's plan, they can then all have the power to sit up and just follow up with building their own league. You feel me? Yeah, and but- that will really hurt those guys' pockets.
0: Well, it'll hurt the owners, but here's what's gonna happen. Regardless of whether or not the players show up or they don't show up, here's what I think is gonna happen. Those right. owners are gonna rip up that collective bargaining agreement that they have with the players' union and they're gonna and they're gonna take all the leverage away from the players and say, We're not selling out arenas anymore because mm-hmm. obviously of the situation that's going on. We don't know if we're ever gonna go back into arenas. Television television ratings are down. So the player, right. the players have no leverage. So you're gonna lose out on income for this season, and then you don't know what's gonna happen next season. So it's in your best interest to show up in Orlando, play, and make your money. You don't need an entire league to do all of this. You just need a few players who have some influence, who have some, who have some influence, who have some <laughs> level of common sense and intelligence that can organize this. Right. But. I don't think it's in the player's best interest, and I'm not talking as a fan. I'm just talking as someone who's observing. I don't business. think, yeah, I don't think it's in the player's best interest to sit the
1: season out. Yeah, it's, it, I, I definitely agree. It's not in their best interest, but in the in the in the in the interest of the cause, I feel like it, it can definitely make a difference for sure. Like you no know one, people's pocket are gonna hurt, and and honestly, when someone's pocket is hurt, they, they think different. You 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 know what I'm saying? They they realize shoot, okay, this is actually serious serious. Like my like I can't feed my family now because this is a big part of my business. Who do you think it's not running? So who do you think is gonna
0: hurt? Okay, I'll put it to you like this. I think this is the best way to put it. Steve Ballmer is worth fifty billion dollars. He's the owner of the Clippers. Do you think if the Clippers decide, yeah, I'm not showing up to play, whose pockets is gonna hurt? Steve Ballmer or the
1: players? I mean, Steve Ball, I know Steve Ballmer has money, don't get me wrong, and he has all the little businesses, but don't get it twisted. Like, missing out money on the WNB, on, on the NBA means a lot to Steve Ballmer, regardless whether he has all the small businesses on the side.
0: Yeah, but he has all the leverage. Like, it's not going to affect him the way it's going to affect the players. These players have no – like, the superstar players will be okay. Like, the Kyries, the LeBrons, the Kevin Durants – like the Carmelo, right. like this the, the stars will be stars. They're going to be fine. Right. Like their, they're, they're, right. their bread is getting buttered from other places, but there's a whole bunch of other players that are not stars that rely on these, in, that rely on this income. So if guys are sitting out like this, it's only going to hurt them. Let's look at in 2012 when the NBA had a lockout, right? So in the right. lockout, so I'm going to look at the more recent one. Cause the 99 was a little bit too long for me to recall. But if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, The players eventually came back to the table and accepted the terms. But let's look at 2012. So in 2012, the players were deciding they were going to hold out, right? Right. By December, they realized that we could no longer afford to hold out. They came back to the negotiation table and then they accepted the basketball revenue revenue split.
1: Right. But the thing is, they didn't have a card. The
0: the owners hold the cards.
1: Uh, yes, yes, but I'm saying that like that it, the lockout wasn't because of you know a certain injustice or a, a cause. No, it
0: wasn't. It, it was, was a lockout
1: collective... because of, of 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 a disagreement. It
0: was collective bargaining, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: But that if you have if you, it, it, collective bargaining versus social in, like something that's very very important to your heart, yeah, that that you can withstand that way more like. Right, it it the, the having a cause, having a reason for for lock like you know, or for not playing, like Maya Moore, will 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 allow you to stay off longer, if not forever, because it means so much.
0: But here's my thing, okay?
1: It's starting, okay? It starts July
0: thirtieth, right? And the finals is gonna end on October twelfth. So what are we looking at? That's about what almost two months that's what a full two and a half months right right so you have two and a half months you're telling me that two and a half months of basketball is gonna take away that two and a half months of basketball (laughs) is gonna gonna ruin the cause because a lot of people are saying there's momentum there's momentum
1: how much money how much money do you think they've lost so far not not playing that the last few months
0: well, if they keep going at this rate and there's no basketball season, they're going to lose an additional $600 million of income. And the, season, the <laughs> league will lose about over a billion dollars.
1: So that's... Yes. That's madness, okay? Now, ima- Im- now, I'm just saying that if they're going to sit out, I think they plan on sitting out next year also. Not just this year, but next year also. A whole year until there's actual change, meaningful change.
0: But, so, why aren't they doing okay, so even what I just suggested, right? it might sound weird, it might sound radical, but I don't hear anybody saying like i don't. I don't hear okay this brings me to a larger point that I wanna get into, but i'm gonna make i'm gonna finish off this point that I'm saying here, and I wanna have a larger discussion about why I'm saying what I'm saying, okay, right, okay, what's happening right now is no one is talking about doing anything meaningful. People are just protesting and protesting and protesting. But what solutions are you bringing to the table? I'm not seeing any quantifiable data. I'm not seeing any leader, or any expert saying, let's form a task force. Let's form a committee. Let's have like, let's have a research committee. I'm not seeing any of that stuff. I'm just seeing celebrities and influencers and, just your average Joe is just protesting, protesting with these signs, making noise, but nothing tangible is being done. And right. So for me, it's like, what change? I, I, but, you, what change are you expecting? Like but, what? Like what say specifically it, do you want to change?
1: Like with all this protesting and stuff, the protesting itself is not going to make a change. You know what I'm saying? Then until those who are in power are willing to put a system in place where. It, it discourages racism, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 discourages discourages hate,
0: and I get that, bro. But you see, that's the thing. Like, that's too vague. Okay, like that's too mm. vague. Like, okay, you have a constitution. I I, th- right? I
1: I think I think with the protesting, they need to start demanding stuff. You're saying you can't just go protesting. We don't want this. We don't but- demand something. See- what like? demand uh um like a, a rule or something that needs to change not just street names demand uh a specific policy to be pla- okay. put in place thank you you okay, know
0: so, yeah so now you're you're tying into my point okay hold, i want you to hold on to that thought because it's making it's tying into the point that i'm trying to make here right so right i'll put it to you like this there okay so there's a constitution that says everybody is equal, right? Right. But in practice, do we find that everyone is treated equally?
1: No one's treated equally, man. You know that.
0: Thank you. Okay.
1: It, so, it,
0: so if you could pinpoint. So here's what I'm suggesting, okay? Because <laughs> I, you have to understand the kind of people you're dealing with. You're dealing with these higher-ups, these executives. These people only talk numbers not even facts. These people want numbers. They want statistics. That's where the world is going into. We live in an analytical world, right? Right. So you're telling me you cannot hire people who can do policy research and policy analysis. You hire these people to start pinpointing the specific policies that are actually harmful to black people. Right. And then you find out these policies are harmful. Okay. How are they harmful? What are the effects that they have in? You're doing tangible research and then you're going to do this all across America. So you have 50 states you are going to do this all across 50 states. Now you can pinpoint the specific policies that are hurtful and how they're being hurtful. You have the numbers to back you up. Then in this committee that I was referring to, you also have lawyers now. So these lawyers, what they can do is they can take this tangible numbers and th- this data, right? And then they can yeah. th- they can now find a way to present this, to put this in legalese terms So now you have something concrete that you can take to these people. So now you're coming at them with facts. You're telling them, here are the policies that have specifically done damage to our people for this period of time. Here's tangible proof that that this is negatively affecting us, right? When you come to them Mm -hmm. on that level, they cannot turn you away. They cannot deny you. The facts are right there in front of them. Now you have something tangible to hold them accountable to. But if you're just protesting and then you're just yelling, we want this, we want this, what is that going to do? Like I said, there's pressure from above, pressure from below. The people below, like you have a very specific purpose. It's like, okay, you know when you're playing a game of chess? Right. You have your pawns and then in the back you have the king, the queen, and all that stuff, right? Right. Every piece on that chessboard has to play a specific role, right? Right. So the people who are protesting – I'm not saying this in an insulting or condescending way. I'm just aligning it to a game of chess. They're the pawns of the game. They have a very specific purpose, right? Mm-hmm. They're I guess if we're talking in a corporation, because that's really all society is, it's one big corporation, they are the frontline they're the frontline staff. Right. Right. But then you're gonna have the people in the back, you're gonna have your executive leadership who are the ones that are gonna do all the background work to keep things going. That's where the real change is going to come. Right. So that's what I'm saying. People like, so you can protest and you can do all this stuff. But at some point, that's not, that shouldn't be the end game. So the, mm-hmm. the fact that they've been protesting since the end of May, we're in July now. And,
1: and they're still protesting. And you have
0: nothing to show for it. That tells me, okay, it's time. It's time to focus. on the new
1: plan? Point.
0: Yeah, do something else now. Now it's time to start basically doing what I'm saying. And the thing that I find funny is I don't hear anyone else suggesting this. The mainstream media is because not talking
1: about it. The mainstream media doesn't want change. And that's Who, who's in, look. Look at the media. All the news, but, of all the newscasters, just look at the look, yeah. look in the media, right? Of the newscasters and the reporters and all the stuff. Look at the race of the people.
0: But even to yes, I agree with you, right? But they are part of the problem, right? But that's why I said. I keep saying this, own your own, like, we live in a time now, you don't have to rely on the mainstream media. You can have your own media outlets. But I'm talking, like, even the people who are out there protesting, like Steven Jackson. Right. He's not suggesting anything. Like, this guy's supposed to be the leader of the movement, but he's not suggesting anything. He's just going state to state, protesting, protesting. But you're not doing anything like and that's right and exactly. that's the point and that's the and point they have, like.
1: so called, they have this so-called black leaders organizers for protest groups
0: there's and do jack they're not leaders bro okay can i tell you okay uh, the- you know sean king yeah. right yeah okay sean king he tweeted something like it was last week and then when i saw this tweet bro when i saw this tweet and then i saw the way people were responding to it i said our people are like they they have no idea yeah. they have no clue what's going on around them So he was saying that they need to remove statues of Jesus because it it represents him as white and it upholds white supremacy. Right. Okay. So here's my thing with that. Technically, when you look at it from a historical perspective, there is truth to what he's saying. The image that's depicted of Jesus is not really accurate. But is that really the issue that's affecting people right now?
1: That's not the issue, bro. Like. And I, I what the, the statue, what the statue of Jesus got to do with anything? And
0: if you want to make the case and say, okay, well, you know, the fact that they're depicting the image of Jesus as a Caucasian man and, you know, yeah, it, 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 it whitewashes like history, which is, I guess, a byproduct of a, of a white power structure. If you want to say that, then that's fine. That's the case you can make. But for me, when you have to go on Twitter and you have to address this issue, and then you have people are right. saying, yes, you're right. Yeah, do that. Take down the statues again this is not the issue that's affecting you so why are you so worried about this issue and then when i saw that i just i realized guys like sean king like these people are not leaders like they're street soldiers they're pawns but they're not real leaders like i don't believe he has the mental capacity or the poise to actually do what i'm suggesting i don't believe he has that so i don't know uh,
1: you know what I, I definitely, again, I bet you everyone on the, on the comment section is like, yeah, 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 of yeah. Of course.
0: Yes, of course.
1: I'll, I'll like, idiots,
0: And you're not wrong, but
1: this is not the issue that needs, like, this is not the
0: issue right now. The, the issue has nothing to do with that. <laughs> but the fact that you felt that it was so important that you had to tweet this and then people are right. jumping on and agreeing with you, it tells me that this is where your head is at. Like you're so concerned about these things that you're not focusing on the bigger picture. So that disqualifies you from being a leader.
1: Right, definitely agree.
0: And I get what I'm suggesting about forming a task force. I get I'm making it sound, it's easier said than done. And I get I'm I'm simplifying it. But what I'm really doing is I'm just laying a foundation of how I think it should go. And then obviously right. you're going to face rejection. You're trying to change a system that's been in place for a hundred of years. Of course, you're going to face rejection. Of course, you're going to be ignored. You're going to be dismissed. People are going to deny the facts that are right in front of them. But this is now where the protesters can come in handy. Because you have something that you can take and say, we brought it to them. They dismissed us. Now you protest harder, but you're protesting behind a cause. But if you're just protesting for the sake of protesting then you're inviting more tokenism, you're inviting more gestures, and you're just inviting these corporations to start creating marketing campaigns about who's more woke than who. It It's not going to do nothing for you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Definitely agree with that, man. Point well made, man.
0: Yeah, so that's why, I guess back to our conversation about the NBA, just mm-hmm. let the season start. Let LeBron get his fourth ring, and then let's just move on. <laughs> like, like, I don't... Like, enough...
1: Oh, man, LeBron's not getting his fourth ring, man. I'm sorry, bro. I don't think I. I honestly feel wholeheartedly he's not gonna win the championship this year, even with AD, man. I. I. I don't think so, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand.
0: Why do you not think that?
1: Because there's, there is no fan. Everyone's everyone's healthy. Okay. They they're losing some key players now. Cool. Um. They just lost Avery Bradley. Yeah, they lost Avery Bradley, and I think um. Uh, Dwight Howard might not play.
0: No, Dwight Howard still, they said as of right now, Dwight Howard said he'll join the team.
1: Okay. But but but, uh, but you don't think the loss of Avery Bradley to that point?
0: On defense, is going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. But I think they'll be just fine, bro. I think they have all the momentum. And then all, with all the time off that Anthony Davis had to like recover from his injury. So he they don't need to load manage anybody. Like LeBron
1: doesn't need to sit out. AD doesn't need to sit out. They have time to recover, AD, but AD's always been injury problem. That's the issue.
0: So yeah, so where are the those guys on the Clippers.
1: Paul George is more about the Clippers.
0: Paul George is always hurt, bro. I know who you're worried about, and I'm just I just want to <laughs> tell you right now that they're not even in the conversation.
1: <laughs> oh man, oh man, you, you're missing out, man. You really missing out the, the best, the second best defensive rating in the NBA, bro.
0: That's fine. You can't
1: man. sleep on that. That's No fine. matter what, you know, I still say Celtics are
0: better than them. I'm still going to
1: take the Sixers over them. Ah, I disagree, man. I absolutely, absolutely Did you didn't you just watch the interview of Tobias Harris that says that like their chemistry is just down the drain, essentially? That,
0: that that's fine, but they'll... imagine
1: going on go. Imagine going. Like, this is recently. This not just like last year. Just imagine going up, uh, uh, on on uh, national television and saying your team's chemistry is down down the drain. You he was, think that's help improve he it. was
0: probably coming from he was probably coming from an emotional like he was probably coming from an emotional perspective. Nah, man, he, he was, was probably frustrated.
1: Well, he was super calm when he said it, bro. Like, and, and, and his demeanor was natural, bro. Bro, you there know, was no you know how these players are nowadays, man. You know how.
0: They're always in their feelings, and they say like they say things like they say these little off the cuff remarks that are like passive aggressive. But in the end, they'll be fine. Like, look, Ben Simmons is going to come back; he's going to be healthy. Joel Embiid will come back; he's going to be healthy. You have ben come back
1: back to that what you do? He's going to come. You actually see like if they're the only ones coming back healthy. But
0: listen though, like
1: they pushed they pushed the Raptors with a superstar
0: to seven games last.
1: year. Please, you so know some of those games you... were hoaxed, man.
0: So the Raptors don't have that guy anymore. So they don't have a superstar who can take over the game late in the fourth and can put the team on their back and do it and get it done for them. Pascal Siakam is not that guy.
1: Yeah, I'm not relying just on Pascal Siakam, bro. I'm just relying on a collective bargain here as a yeah, team, fine. as can- a, a-
0: yeah, they can collectively come together and lose in the second round. I have no problem with that. Like, second
1: round to wait, wait, to who? In the second round to who?
0: I'd have to. Uh, i seating. I'd have to look at the seating, but I don't Duh. see them going past the second round.
1: Wow, impressive! That would be a terrible season.
0: No, it'd be terrible. Great, It would be terrible. great. It would be great for them, bro. By their standards, it would be a great
1: absolutely. Season. Uh by our stand we are contenders by our standards come on contender Milwaukee hasn't done anything to us ever right so I don't know why people keep saying how can you how can you be the the one to beat when you ain't beating nothing in the playoffs?
0: But my thing is though
1: No no just get that straight like how can you how can you how can how can you be the one that's getting challenged when you ain't, so- you, you ain't beat nobody? But you saw what Edward, Milwaukee, yeah, but you... You
0: saw what Milwaukee huh? did to the Celtics. You saw what Milwaukee did to the Celtics last year.
1: Okay. We ended the Celtics. Uh, we ended the Celtics.
0: But here's the thing. Last year, the only reason why the Raptors beat the Bucs last year is because
1: mm-hmm.
0: they switched. They switched to number two onto, onto Giannis, right? And he took Giannis's game away from him. That's something only elite two-way players can do. Like We build a wall that's... on him. Build a wall. Yeah, but... Get me. But who is the catalyst, though? What do you who mean? Who's the first line of defense that Giannis had to deal with?
1: Is it a Serge Ibaka, uh, Kawhi Leonard, or Pascal Siakam? Because that's okay. how we built the wall.
0: But there's a very particular name you said in there. That name that you said he's no longer on the Raptors. It
1: doesn't matter. We can still build so, walls. Who is gonna have? We can make. We can make up on that defensive end, bro. No problem. Okay, then who's gonna give that it to you? On wh- the- it's
0: going to be so, and he, his game improved. It's not like he's the same player as last year. Like the Bucs. It
1: does. Is, oh, okay, the Bucs have improved. Okay, they did the exact same thing last year. Right? They looked dangerous last year. Would you have said last year that the Bucs were going to, the Raptors were going to beat the Bucks last year? I bet you, you said nah.
0: No, I right? said, no, remember last year I told you that. I, I said I have.
1: Right, the- Yes, yes, you said you did say the Raptors would be boxed.
0: But the only reason why I said what I said is because they had a superstar. That's the only reason why I said it. I said it says because
1: they have a superstar. Okay, oh, I about people. two years, about two years prior to that, he was a he, bro. He was a baby back then, bro. No, he wasn't. He was, he was, what he was, he average. He was a baby, bro. He was nice. He was yeah, oh, but man. he was like he he, he was still it was still m b going for MB, MVP race that two those two actually it, he he wasn't the m v p race but he wasn't as talked of because. Of the damage through from Houston, James Harden was having a season he was ha- having. That's why Yanis Reason wasn't a different contender. But for the past four years, he's been in the MVP race.
0: But if you look, last year the Bucks were up 2 0, right? They were up 2 mm-hmm.
1: How about the year prior? How about the year prior to that? They were up 2
0: But the Raptors, they were also up. But the Raptors didn't win the chip that year.
1: No matter if we didn't win the chip that we, year, we just happened.
0: You know. But we know what happened. Actually, we know what happened that year though. So I don't know if. Yeah, Hunter's we got swept. Okay, so I we got swept. I don't want to say
1: sweat. The LeBron
0: asteroid made the Raptors extinct. So I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on the championship year because some (laughs) they had something dramatic happen.
1: They had had a super no right now, right now we're talking about the Milwaukee Bucks versus Toronto Raptors, the history that they've had with Toronto Raptors. How the last time they beaten us in the playoff. Was when was when um was never.
0: But but, Gian- <laughs> you feel me? but Giannis he wasn't the player was back,
1: back then that he was now. Like look how much his he game was has still, evolved. He Was still going for MVP contender. He was still rated higher than DeMar DeRozan uh, I, I, as uh, as uh, as as for ESPN, as per NBA ranking, as that, for a lot of ranking.
0: And who was and who was on Giannis's team at that time? Who was who like who did he have at that time? He,
1: Huh, Milton was there,
0: but he didn't have like a Eric Bledsoe, he didn't have the pieces that he had. He
1: did have, right have Eric, Eric, he had Eric Blossom two years ago. Yes, he did.
0: No, he didn't. Eric, Bledsoe Eric was Blossom was at that time, man. He wanted out of Phoenix, You're right? You're right. You're
1: right. You're right. So, he had
0: uh, Park, yeah, he, Jab- he had Tony Snell, and don't. I, I don't Jabari, sleep on Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker, bro, what Man. team does he play for right now? Tell me what team he plays for.
1: Sacramento King. Sacramento okay. King.
0: Okay, okay, that's fine. But I saw him trending on Twitter last week, and people said I had no idea Jabari Parker played for Sacramento King. So I thought, I, 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 uh, I thought tripping. I bro. thought you would be in that. Camp. That's they trade.
1: I wouldn't have been that camp, uh, Come on. I, man. I just wanted to make sure because
0: <laughs> I haven't heard anyone talk about Jabari Parker. This is the first time I'm hearing him be brought up in a basketball conference.
1: <laughs> I, I know my NBA players, man. I know where Jabari Parker lies in, bro. You okay, know, I dude, know where I'm, he's at.
0: Okay, I'm just trying to gauge to make sure because a lot of because he fell off the map. No one talks about him seriously as a player.
1: Cause he he's been going from injury injury to injury to injury to injury. Yeah, I mean, he just suffered so many but, injuries. What do you want to do? But he's still, he still, he still a, a commendable NBA player. He can still get buckets. Okay, That's the sure. bottom line.
0: But the thing is, though, the Bucks were up two zero against the Raptors, and then and number two, they
1: should have won. Bucks, the Bucks should have won the first game. Let's get that straight. Okay, it happened. How the it happened did that game. It happened. Okay, okay but, it happens. So, but, but but now what?
0: And then number two stepped it up offensively on a humble so, foot. So he says. I like I said. I don't buy that he was playing on one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't buy that. I seen. I seen that guy too. Do too many theatrics. I don't. I don't believe.
1: That <laughs> says. GG, man. Come on, man. Give the Bro. guy his dues, man. man. Huh?
0: Bro, give I, the guy his dues. No, I, after what the only okay. I know I called him by his number, and I'm not gonna lie. I didn't start it. I got the idea from Skip Bayless, and I liked it so but much. But Skip
1: Bayless, Skip Bayless calls him by his name now because
0: he's LeBron's he's LeBron's uh, rival, the enemy of the enemy, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. This guy does not like LeBron, so of
1: course he's gonna go back on the
0: bandwagon. For me, I don't appreciate how he handled his free agency.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, how do you, and you appreciate how LeBron handled his free agency yes, with the because, Miami Heat?
0: Yes, I do because I think
1: what please LeBron was, no, I'll tell you please. why. That was heartless, bro. The man didn't even say he didn't want to thank you to Cleveland when he left. Not a word of thank you. And I would say, why should he? Because guy, it's the right thing to do. You thank your fans.
0: Okay, first of all, the guy was 25 years old. Okay,
1: he was. And a man, it oh, now you're creating. I hear excuses. I no, hear excuses. For,
0: so Secondly, go. you have to understand this is there has never been so much interest in a player's free agency and what decision he was going to make. So he saw an opportunity that he could televise his decision. And that's what he did. In terms of not thanking well, you know, In terms of I, not thanking Yes, could he have thanked the city of Cleveland? Yeah, sure he could have. But there was some stuff going on in sure, that locker sure. room. And you know you know what was going on in that locker
1: Heck room. Heck yeah, but if you still thank, thank the fans. Okay, he was a kid,
0: bro. He didn't know any better.
1: And what did he come on, man? A kid doesn't know to thank the fans, really. You're 24, you're trying to tell me you don't know how to no thank you. Don't you? You're 24 years old. You don't know how to say thank you. That's what you're telling me. That's what you're telling me. 24 years old. Your parents, you still don't know how to say thank you at 24. It was the first time. Six years old. All right, he's a baby, right? He was still a baby, an infant. How long has he been in the league at that time? It was. 2010 it was
0: like seven years in the league at that time he in the league for seven years and he still do not to say thank you but he didn't know at the time like it was the first time there was ever a oh, televised wow. event of that magnitude, so the guy was probably which
1: is totally fine.
0: the guy was probably the person that should have came
1: out of his mouth the guy was my, totally uh, which is, as, which is totally fine well, it's fine to be nervous, but say nervous, thank you but you feel me. You cannot compare, that's why they burn the Brendan shirt. But you cannot
0: compare to what you cannot compare, bro. The to man stole what Chris Bosh for Toronto Raptors. bro. What he did, he
1: stole Chris Bosh for Toronto Raptors. Chris Bosh was never going to jump back. Bro, that's why, why I jumped off his coming. wagon.
0: Chris Bosh was never coming you, back here. You know it
1: because of because of LeBron because well, of I, LeBron.
0: Yeah, the guy wanted to win a championship. <laughs> like,
1: LeBron, LeBron and wants
0: it was because of Dwayne Wade. It wasn't even because of LeBron it was, it it was definitely
1: cuz of lebron definitely cuz of lebron lebron orchestrated everything
0: no he was he was the last one to even join like cuz first it was wade obviously wade resigned and then bosh joined after lebron was the
1: last of, was the last of the three of them because he talked he talked to them Come on, you don't think they had a conversation? You think, oh, oh, he's dead now? Let me go, let, let me jump on the wagon now? Come on, bro. You already know they had that conversation with them. Chris Bosch had to leave be because the Raptors were going nowhere very fast.
0: We were in the playoffs. No, they didn't make the playoffs that year. They were supposed to be in the eight. I remember they were fighting for the eighth seed. Oh, yeah, you're right. Then what happened- you're
1: right. We just had the we were a lottery team. We just had Demar. Demar was a rookie.
0: Yeah, they were fighting for the eighth seed. But then he I stayed think with Demar. It was that game against. It was that game against Cleveland. Uh, Chris Bosh broke his nose, and then he was out for the remaining <laughs> the remaining games, and then they lost
1: their playoff spot. Right. So imagine if he stayed, and Demar Middles and with him, please.
0: Okay, so let's
1: just say he. Okay, let's just say instead, he did that. Okay, hold on. Instead,
0: I'm gonna instead. I'm gonna, gonna in, lot entertain this
1: and the bottom barrel and got primo pasta baryani. Okay.
0: So let's just say he stayed. Okay, Bosch stayed, right? Right? He has a young DeRozan. So who are they beating in the East? Let's just say LeBron went to Miami and it was LeBron and Wade. You really think yeah. you really
1: think the Raptors
0: at that state could have beaten the Celtics, they could have beaten the Heat, they could have beaten the Bulls.
1: I mean, I I I I, I really I can't entertain it is because we I, we wouldn't know what other players would have put around them. That's the only thing. Like, the available players, there's just so much factors. But I know who would have been contending, for sure. Absolutely not. For sure. Come on. Bro. Come on. They
0: couldn't even make the eighth seed. The year that Bosch the year before Bosch's free agent. Bosch
1: was in, Yeah, but those play yeah, because we had garbage look at the players we had. So oh. they would have
0: had those same play- have- they would have came back with those same players. And the Raptors didn't no, have no, good no. management no. the Raptors didn't have good management or any pieces at the time. Who are you gonna trade for?
1: Ah oh, man. Bro, like I
0: said. I, you're you're the you're a Raptors super fan, bro. You're the number one Raptors fan. So I I know <laughs> that you're coming from an emotional <laughs> place right now, bro.
1: Nah, bro, I'm just saying, I'm not coming for emotional. Things. I'm just simply stating that, like, that if Chris Bosch stayed, our team would have been better. That's the but, that, that there's no denying that. Okay, then. there's no denying that his, his talent, our team would have been better and we, we would have had opportunities to, you know, okay. to continue to be better honestly, and eventually become a contender. If he had, like,
0: if he had him, stayed, he would honestly just be doing the Raptors a favor because they weren't going to bring him to a championship. Because they never had, they didn't have good management at that time.
1: No, did it. We had Colangelo.
0: He has no, he had no idea what he was doing at that time, so they wouldn't have built a winning team. If Bosch had done that, it would have been, like, it would have been the greatest act of charity. <laughs> <laughs> like, because it would not have been in his best interest to stay. Him going to Miami was was the best decision that he made. He got four finals appearances mean- and two rings out of it. I'm, glad, I'm, and I'm then, glad he got his rings. And then the contract that he got after in 2014, the max contract that he got that, bro, his contract was so good. Dwayne Wade got screwed out of his contract. That's how good of a contract was Bosch got. He made the best decision he could have possibly made.
1: I mean, like I said, I'm happy for him. And LeBron just taking the Arab star from Toronto, robbing me off the wrong way. I did not like that, Uh and because, and, and I'll tell you, I'll be the first to preach you how great LeBron was, right? Right off the jump. But since he did that, I just gonna respect that move. You know, there's just some moves in life as a man you can't respect, and that was one of it, bro. I just couldn't respect him taking a superstar from a team, especially the Toronto Raptors, and expecting forgiveness from that. I had to, I had to jump off, bro. I had to absolutely yeah. jump off.
0: Okay, this topic kind of ties into a question that someone actually had for me, so I want to kind of get it answered because. Right. You see how you can't respect him or you can't forgive him for taking Bosch away from the Raptors. Yeah. People ask me why I'm so hard on the Raptors, why I don't like them. I personally cannot respect that organization for how they treated
1: Vince Carter. Right, this right, is a right, right, seg- right,
0: And this is a good segue to a listener question that I had. So
1: I want us to answer this. And you know what? Good on you on that. Like I'm not gonna ever like tell you oh, oh, gotta let it go, it's business. I'm not saying that. They handled it poorly, they handled it poorly. But the only thing I can say to you is that the, the 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 organization is far far differently different than than it is in the era of of um Rob Babcock or whatever uh, or, Rob Babcock Yeah Bob right, yeah Babcock has been since ten times removed. You feel me? And Masa, the work Messiah Jury and, and Bud West are doing is just tremendous work. That like it, you're you all I can say is that you're missing out on how they're building this franchise. Like it's just well done uh, with respect, uh, with love, with dignity, with opportunity. Uh, they continue to give people opportunity after opportunity, and showing uh, and giving these kids chances to grow. Look how many look how many lottery picks they have on their roster, and tell me how many they have. One, and that is um, uh, Marcus Paul. The rest are bottom feeders, undrafted, uh, second rounders, and and, and that's what, what the, the the team that they've they've built. Um, let's, okay let let let's hold on to this cuz I I want to get and, into this. And, hold, on, hold on before you continue so with that being said the reason the difference between that is that while the organization yes, is the organization the president of 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 the operation has since changed while LeBron James is still the same man you feel me right that's the difference there you sound like you work for the raptors <laughs> like you're their pr person or something I
0: mean, i'm going to I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get into. I'm gonna get into this question. So, this person said, "Hey, Yusuf, I really wanted to ask you this: Should Vince Carter mm. be the first jersey the Raptors retire, or should they wait until
1: Lowry?" Lowry. What the frick? So, Lowry. So,
0: so, I guess this person is assuming that Kyle Lowry will have their jersey retired, which he probably,
1: which he most likely will. It, I mean, it most likely will, yes. But I think uh DeMar DeRozan's jersey needs to be retired before Kyle Lowry's. I, I'm going to say that right now. Because that guy's jersey is not retired before Kyle Lowry's, bro, it's going to be a freaking, like, uh, like it, it's going to be a freaking riot
0: okay, I totally, in Toronto. Okay, I totally disagree with you. So let me tell you.
1: I know you disagree. I know you disagree, but continue.
0: Okay, so. And I'll tell
1: you why. And I'll tell you why. Okay. I say, I'm saying what I'm saying. But so, carry on.
0: I want Okay, so I personally think that Vince Carter should be the first player to get their jersey retired here. Right. He's the one that put the Toronto Raptors on the map. When people talk about I don't
1: disagree. When, I don't disagree.
0: When people talk about the greatest slam dunk competition, they always talk about that 2001. He did that in a Raptors Because it was before, amazing. Right? Before the championship, Carter gave us the most exciting years in Toronto basketball. Like basketball would not be a thing in Toronto if it was not for Vince Carter. So, Right. If we're talking, so if we're talking impact, and we're talking about on-court accomplishments, I would say give it I would say Vince Carter has to be the first. The second person has to be number two.
1: Let's get to the second person. It has
0: to be him because he's the one. He is the sole reason why the why the Raptors have that championship banner hanging there. That and Kevin Durant's Achilles right. and Klay Thompson's knee. He capitalized on those things. He's the one that led this team to their first championship. If it was not for him, that championship would not be there. And then after that if you want to say Demar Derozan or Kyle Lowry, it can it can be a toss up between those two.
1: <sighs> it's not a toss up between Kyle Lowry and Derozan, <laughs> and the reason why I'm saying it's not a toss up between Kyle Lowry and Derozan is because the Derozan is Mister Toronto. He he was here before Kyle Lowry. He was drafted here, okay. And without him, number two will not be here. You feel me? You he, understand? He that? was a good bargaining he was a chair. Re- he was a bargaining chip. Yeah. Chair. yeah. So, so imagine if he if he didn't develop himself to be the person he was. Do you think the Spurs would want him over Kyle Lowry? They didn't want Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry was even at this point of discussion in 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 the in the trade chip. Nobody wanted that garbage. No one, right? I say flip flop Kyle Lowry to DeMar DeRozan to play with with um with 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 Kawhi Leonard because you just say number two so much I forgot his name. Play with <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. He will we'll still win the championship if things went the exact same way. That's fair. So, he's, he's no scrub. He's still in his prime. And we, we got him tra- he's the re- He was a sacrificial lamb. That's fair. I can agree with that. Literally, without him, there's no, there is no uh, a championship. Literally.
0: So, what order would you have it in? So, who should be the first player's jersey that they retire?
1: Honestly, I think I think uh, Chris Bosh, and then and then and then uh, Demar Derozan, then then um, then Kawhi Leonard.
0: So where does Carter rank? That's what I. Where, I, where does Carter rank for you? I, I
1: said Carter. I say Carter first. That's okay. a Chris Bosh.
0: So you said Chris Bosh. Yeah.
1: I, I meant to say I meant to say <laughs> Carter, uh, um, uh, Demar Derozan, then then Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Then Kyle Lowry. That's how I go. Because of the workload that tomorrow does put in, man. Year after year, the man came back with something totally different. Year after year, you know what I'm saying? He, he, he came in here as a slasher. He became a decent playmaker, a, a deadly sh- uh, mid-range shooter. Uh, he just became a man. He, he became a man in Toronto, and he has earned a nickname Mr. Toronto. He didn't.
0: To be fair, I'll give him credit. Like He did embrace the city. And like he embraced, like when he got drafted here, you know, he wasn't like he embraced being here year
1: after year. Right, that's why people want to stay in Toronto now.
0: Yeah, and I think right. partially it was because he got the chance to be like a big fish in a small pond. But at the same time, regardless, he could have complained and said, "I want to be back in LA, or I don't want to be here." But he 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 took the right. challenge. He took the challenge year after year. He did improve year after year. I'll give him credit. But it's just he kept running into that beast to the east. That's I mean,
1: cool. it's tough to win against a generational talent type player. Yeah. You feel me?
0: And you know, it's funny. not
1: easy, and, and you, you, and you can't funny. put it on his head. Hmm.
0: Um. I don't really put it on his head. I will put it on Lowry's head because Lowry has done some very questionable things. Questionable. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's just some questionable. Things, there's some things you never forget, bro. Like I remember very vividly. It was the 2016 NBA playoffs. And then th- these guys were getting dusted. And then Kyle Lowry literally walked off the court in the middle of a game to go to the locker room because he had to decompress. I, I can't respect that, bro.
1: Right. I was
0: going to say this about uh, um about LeBron. Because when he right. was in the East and he was dominating the East, mm-hmm. the East is weak, okay? Mm-hmm. So now he goes out West. And now people are mm-hmm. saying, oh, this is the weakest this is the weakest at the Western Conference has ever been. So people are just going to keep moving the goalposts to discredit what he does.
1: No, I mean, I mean if you really do look at it, the West has been the West the, in the beginning of this season, like the Eastern team had way more wins shared than the Western Don't stop team. that. They did. Like if you really go look at it, like like a lot of the West team had losing records, even in it, it, even in uh in, in playoff seedings, they had losing records, like if you really go back to like midseason, a lot of the western team had losing records, and they were all in the playoffs, and that you, you cannot lie is an anomaly for the Western Conference because they are usually all with high win percentage a uh, records usually so it's like you, you can't so you can deny so it's that like
0: you said to me.
1: I'm not. Saying, I'm not. i saying, saying that that uh, that the Western Conference is weak. I'm just saying the reason why people were are saying that the Western Conference is weak is because they have losing records. Where by the year prior or the years or centuries prior, they never had losing records. And and these are players in the in the um NBA final. Uh, it, it, these are Western Conference teams. Mm. That's the only reason why. Uh, people are saying what they are saying.
0: Yeah, I just think for him, like, no matter what he does, he's, the goalpost is going to keep being
1: moved. You know, I, I'll never move the goalpost for LeBron. I'll give him his credit where his credit is due. He's only won three championships, yeah. uh, and, and that's good for him. But I don't see him winning a fourth, unfortunately, just because of of how talented uh, and, and, and balanced every team has been so far. Mm-hmm. Right, everyone only has two two all stars. Yeah. If I if there was like a super, if there was like a, a team with three all stars and that was a LeBron James team, I'm like, okay, you know. Yeah. This this the balance is on his hand, but like it's him, and he's not the LeBron James that he used to be at. I I don't think because he's, he's he's in on the other side of of thirty. Um, yeah,
0: he's thirty five. Thirty five. Yeah.
1: You just gotta monitor those because the decline is a real thing. Like you know, as much as he, he wants to continue to be in his prime, which is great. Like he he's exceeded like expectation. Yeah. Every single time in his career, right? And so, as much as we want to continue to see his greatness, eventually it's gonna go away. Eventually, I'm not saying it's this year or next year or, but all I do know is it's Eventually, it's gonna go At away. At
0: some point, it's only natural. Yeah, I think if there's any, if there's any
1: athlete, and he he has lost, he's lost some of his uh, athleticism, and you can't deny that. Uh, again, it's not the same LeBron. I, I haven't
0: seen that, but I'm not gonna.
1: You haven't noticed that? Come on, man. He's lost his some of his athleticism. You're just a, 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 too too much in love with LeBron to okay, notice there's it. There's no
0: love here, bro. Stop, he's stop, lost, stop all that, he's
1: definitely bro. He's definitely lost some of his bounce. He okay, bounce, him.
0: yes. Like, he doesn't have, like, his vertical.
1: This is a, that's, a, that's part of his athleticism.
0: Bounce? But he's still it's, fast as hell. Like, it, he still beat anybody off the dribble. Yeah, it, it,
1: it, no one's denying that. But, like, when he gets up, you know, yeah, he, vertic- he requires that. His
0: vertical is not as high. I'm just objective. When it comes to him, like, I just call it how I see it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. There's no be He's great, he's great. Yeah, there's
0: no being a fan or love. I I, I don't agree with that.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. You're 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 a fan, bro. You're LeBron's nah. fan. What do you call What what do you call somebody who wants to see a, a, a specific player do well?
0: <laughs> I just you know what? It's just appreciating greatness. A fan? It's just honestly, I'm just appreciating, I'm just appreciating the greatness cuz we're watching I would say we're watching the greatest basketball player in history, but you know, when his career is done, we, we, we could look back.
1: Absolutely, would we'll, we'll, I absolutely will, will, will deject that. We'll leave it at that, bro. All right, all right then.
0: All right, Zazu. It's a pleasure as always, bro. Always a fun time, man.
1: Always a fun time, man.
0: Arazazu, <laughs> right, thank you, bro.
1: Always, always a pleasure being a, a, a Volt Media publication and publication, my bad. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Yusuf for always uh, bringing me in here. Love being in here. Shout man. out to his fans. You guys are great. Any <laughs> questions, sent to my guy. He, you know, he always attack, attack your questions with great purpose, dedication and respect. Uh, again. Always. Y- y'all are the best, man. Keep, keep up, keep up, keep up the, uh, the good work, y'all.
0: Thank you, bro. Yeah, thank you.